What kind of man are you? This life will require you to be steadfast, immovable, strong, and courageous. Though this world says you should get a trophy just for showing up, and there are no winners and losers, you must train to win the prize. You do the hard things. You persevere. You are becoming the man God created you to be. You exercise discipline. The discipline of manliness. Man, what is going on? Welcome back to another episode in the Discipline of Manliness podcast. This is a podcast where we are seeking to become the men that God has designed for us to be. We are pursuing different aspects in our masculinity, such as faith, our friendships or fellowship that we have with others. We're working on finances and how we are a good contributing member of society, and we're also working on our fitness. Those are our kind of four main aspects that we are looking at in our masculine journeys here, but we are ultimately seeking to become the men God made us to be, and that is our main goal here in this episode or in this podcast and the the various episodes that we offer here. So I am coming back to you again today to bring you yet another topic. And today's topic, guys, is you are not as good as you think you are. I know that one might sound a little bit harsh. It might come across a little bit abrasive, uh, but it's something I've had to look at myself on lately too, guys. We all tend to do this. We all want to believe that we are talented, that we are capable, that we're strong. We often see ourselves as the hero in the movie that can overcome every obstacle, beat any problem, outwit, outfight any villain. But our assessments of our own abilities are often skewed so that we overestimate ourselves. Guys, to become the men that God created us to be, we have to see ourselves as we truly are. We have to identify our weaknesses, develop plans to improve them. And in this episode, we're going to talk about why we tend to overestimate ourselves and a few tactics, maybe in how we can more objectively see ourselves and uh, decide to move forward, make better decisions, be better in the future going forward and have just an overall better view of how we are actually doing in various aspects of our lives. And guys, we've all seen it. We've seen that guy at work who thinks that he's God's gift to the profession We've seen the guy at the gym who thinks that he can do anything and beat anybody. Um, gets even little kids show us this tendency when they think they're faster or stronger than you as an adult. Like I mean, we've all seen it, some way, shape, or form. It is human nature that we overestimate ourselves and what we're capable of. We, especially here in America, we we tend to really do this. Um, and here's a few problems that arise from uh, like self-inflation or an inflated view of ourselves. Because we can get uh, ourselves in too deep when we overestimate our capabilities. You know, we could really mess up or, or really delay a project at work because we believed ourselves to be more capable than we are. We could get injured at the gym, you know, by overestimating our strength. Um, in our relationships, we could cause damage to trust by overestimating how well we're showing up maybe for our wives or girlfriend or even just other friends. Guys, the other problem that we, that we have when we fail to identify our weaknesses this is when we walk around with an inflated view of ourselves and how well we're doing. And we're completely unaware of our failures and faults, and then we never identify just how we're falling short. And since we're not even looking for our shortcomings, we never identify them, and we never make plans to improve them. So we're just missing out on a lot of gains that we could be experiencing in life and how much better we could be performing in the big picture of things. So this is these are all problems that we experience when we overinflate our view of ourselves or we just fail to identify the true place that we are in our lives and how we're showing up and how we're doing. 
So guys, we have to get a correct estimation of how we truly are doing in life in a variety of aspects. Why do we overinflate our view of ourselves? Why do we overestimate our capabilities? You know, some of the research I was reading about preparing for this show indicates that it's not actually due to arrogance. It's actually due more to ignorance. Essentially, chronic self-beliefs tend to be the foundation for our over or underestimations of ourselves. This is one reason why it's so important, guys, to guard your thoughts, to guard the the stories you tell yourself. Uh, we got to be careful about the narrative that you consistently tell yourself because you end up believing it. So when you tell yourself you're doing better than you really are and you think you're, you're again, God's gift to, to the gym or to your profession or uh, God's gift to your wife, you know, whatever. When we believe overall that we're doing better than we really are, guys, that can cause a lot of damage. And just like when we tell ourselves the opposite, when we say, oh, I'm no good, I'm not good at this, I'm, I, I don't listen well, you know, I just, I struggle and I can't do it. And, or, or I, I'm no good at this thing at work, or I'm no good at that thing, or I can't do those types of gifts that those people have at church. Guys, when we tell ourselves that, we end up believing it, and then we ultimately don't show up in the right way. And guys, I really get this kind of case in point on this one. Um, I was at the gym today, and uh, this is about kind of believing I was capable of more than I am, um, actually due to ignorance, not so much the arrogance side, but it happened to me this morning at the gym. We're doing this workout. We had rowing involved, burpees, and then cleans. And if you're not familiar with a clean, it's basically a lift uh, where you lift the barbell up, kind of heave it up to the front of your shoulders. It's called the front rack position. So you just heave this bar up and get it up in the front of your shoulders. And uh, I've done that lift before. The prescribed weight today was for 155 pounds. And since I've lifted that much before, um, I, I thought maybe I could do this workout, but I've never done as many reps and for as long as what this workout was today. So I thought maybe I'd be able to do it and I tried it and guess what? I was way wrong. I totally overestimated what I was going to be able to do for all the other movements involved for the duration of time. And it wasn't arrogance. I wasn't thinking like, Oh, I've got this or anything. I just, I just thought I've tried that before I've done that weight. Maybe I can do it for this workout. I was just ignorant for what it all involved. I just didn't know that I wasn't going to be able to handle that for the amount of time. So overall, I had to scale it down, lighten up bar and do something different to make sure that I could properly do the workout and follow the right technique so that I ultimately don't hurt myself. Just kind of a quick case in point is a simple one, but it relates to the point of just not out of arrogance, but out of ignorance, just thinking we're capable of doing more than we really are. You know, another thing that we'll find, guys, when we overinflate our view of ourselves and how we're doing, it's a it's a human tendency, it's human nature that we ultimately tend to live with a sense of moral superiority. Superiority. So this isn't just in little things like going to the gym or or uh, maybe how we think we're doing at work or how we are showing up for our friends and our families or anything like that. There's there's more to this that we can also see ourselves as essentially we're getting self-righteous. We're thinking we're morally superior to others around us because we think we act better than we do. We actually believe that we'll be more like selfless and generous, um, but studies show that people, when it comes to it, when it comes time to make a decision, we actually act in our best interest more so than we ever will for other people. So in our day-to-day, we walk around believing that we're right about nearly everything. 
and we know ourselves, you know, what we believe, we make decisions based on those beliefs. And since our decisions never conflict with our own beliefs, our consciences are clear. Therefore, we're right. And we all know there's two sides to every story. But, you know, ultimately, when I have a conflict with someone, guess whose side I'm going to hear first in that story? Mine. I absolutely hear my side first. I know all my own ideas, my own uh, beliefs about the situation. And therefore, I'm the one who's right and the other guy's wrong. And we all we all do this. Guys, in both of these cases, whether due to things like ignorance or arrogance or whether we're feeling morally superior, even if it's subconsciously, um, we think we understand our own beliefs and our own motives for our cause. And we have to recognize that we may not have the complete picture of both sides of the story. We may not know everything we think we know. And we may not be capable of everything that we think we are. There's a couple of verses I have for you about this topic. Both of them right now come out of Proverbs. One is from Proverbs 16.2. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. And then Proverbs 18.17. The one who states his case first seems right until the other comes and examines him. Guys, at the end of the day here, what we need is um, another man in our corner. We need someone or some people, a group of people in our lives who can see our blind spots. We need someone that can cross-examine us and show us the other side of the story. And we need men in our corner that are willing to tell us the hard truths and not just the stories that we want to hear. This is how we're going to get better. This is how we're going to correctly evaluate ourselves and get a true assessment of how we're doing and what we're doing. We need someone who can point out our blind spots. Guys, we all kind of blind ourselves. The heart is going to blind us because it's deceitful, not because it it's fooling anybody else. It's because it's fooling us. The heart is deceitful and it's deceiving us more so than anybody else. So we need other men who can show us where we're fooling ourselves and we think we're showing up better than we are. So guys, like you said, we might all weigh ourselves and in my own eyes, as Proverbs said, the ways of man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. And I'll always be able to hear my own case first in any conflict but I need someone who can cross-examine me. This, the way another, another reference to this verse or another translation says um, that he's right until his neighbor examines him. So guys, we need a neighbor. We need that friend, that brother, that, that person in our corner. Guys, even your wife, like make sure you're giving your wife the due respect uh, that she, she should have and get her to examine you and listen. Um, I have my wife do that with me. It's not always easy and I don't always like what she has to say. But she will tell me the hard truths, and I always appreciate that and have to take that to heart and realize I didn't show up in that situation or that conversation the way I really wanted to. I didn't communicate in that conversation what I wanted to, and I need her to tell me that because in my head, it all made sense. I heard myself. I knew my case. I knew my cause. I knew what I meant with those words but it doesn't always come across everybody else. So make sure you have that man or that other person, uh, another group of people in your corner who will tell you those hard truths and cross-examine you. Now, similarly to that, guys, I also need to be cross-examined. I need to remember that Jesus' death on the cross was for my sin every bit as much as it was for everyone else's. I'm no better than anybody else, and I don't have the right to walk around feeling morally superior to others. 1 Corinthians 4, 3-5 says, But with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or any human court. 
In fact, I do not even judge myself, for I am not aware of anything against myself, but I am not thereby acquitted. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, do not pronounce judgment before the time, before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive his commendation from God. So even though I might think I'm right, and I have a clear conscience, that in and of itself doesn't make me right. I may not clearly understand or know my own motives. This is what this verses, or these verses here are getting at. And just think of it like this. If I can't be sure I even understand my own motives, how can I think that I understand anyone else's? And I'm not saying you shouldn't live in accordance with your own conscience. You definitely should, as long as your conscience is submitted to what God says. But God will ultimately be the judge of all of us in the end, both of our actions and of our motives, the motives that we have you know, behind our intentions. So in the meantime, it's not up to me to judge everyone else and expect them to live up to my standard. I have to live in obedience to Christ. And I do hope other people will too, but when they don't, I don't get to hold it over them and think I'm better. I need to extend grace and remember that when they don't measure up, I also haven't measured up in my life too. And I need grace just like they do. And that ultimately should make me very thankful for Jesus. So guys, at the very end of it here, the call to action for you is just work on identifying something in your life, especially something that you're good at, where you have the greatest tendency to overestimate your abilities. Look at yourself objectively and determine how well you're doing. And this does not have to be a huge thing. Uh, guys, I really recommend you start small. For one, for me, I've been tracking my food and hydration. I've found that I don't drink as much water per day as I thought I did. And maybe you, maybe for you, it might seem like a, an activity. Like you think you're pretty active. Uh, maybe you think you get more exercise than you do. Try wearing something like a step counter or use your phone. You, you know, Put it in your pocket and just make sure it's with you all the time. And track your steps throughout the day and just see how active you are. You know, These are small things. They're really little. But I promise you that the more you start evaluating yourself accurately in the small things, the more that will transcend to the big things. It will impact all of it. You will start then gaining momentum in little things that, yeah, maybe aren't as a big a deal in life. But it, if you start doing it there, it's going to impact the, the way that you keep doing that throughout other aspects of your life. So you start small, something like tracking hydration, like it is for me, or or your step count or whatever. The more you start doing it, you will continue to do that in various aspects and areas of your life. And it will translate to the much bigger things. Guys, let's not be men who are ignorant, arrogant, or self-righteous. Let's look objectively at ourselves, take an honest inventory of our skill sets, and then seek to improve them. Let's be men who have good men in our corners to help us see our blind spots. And let's be that man for somebody else. Guys, I really appreciate you listening. Thanks for tuning in again. It's always great to bring these ideas to you guys because I have to bring them to myself first and I have to I have to look at these ideas and these thoughts and other things I'm reading and I have to figure out how I'm applying it to myself. So uh, guys, these these podcasts are as much for me as it is for you guys. So um, these are what's standing out to me, these different topics, these different ideas. This is what's been hitting me hard in my life. I hope it also impacts you guys. I hope it's something that is making you better. I hope it's making you become better men, better godly men who are seeking to become the man that God wants for you to be in your life. So really thanks for listening. Guys, if this has stood out, if it's impactful for you, 
go into your podcast platform, leave me a rating and review. You really can't understand just how helpful those things are to the algorithms and uh, to helping the show just show up better and to help other men find this show who are also looking to improve their life. Uh, make sure you're sharing that episode. Take a screenshot, send it to your your friends or your family. You'll make sure that you're getting it to guys who might benefit from this show as well. And as always, guys, feel free to submit me topics for ideas. You can email me at disciplineofmanliness at gmail.com. Feel free to also hit me up on the social channels, guys. I'm Discipline of Manliness on Instagram and Facebook. So feel free to leave me comments there as well or ideas for future episodes. Guys, hope you have a great week. Until next time, guys, keep practicing the discipline of manliness.